only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. As an example, let's, let's say, you know, we don't need to see something like discipline as, oh, it's so hard. Oh, discipline. You know, you can, I, I could have stood up here tonight and said, I'm going to teach on discipline, and you would have groaned. There would have been a groan that would have went across the crowd. Oh. But you know what? Discipline is not your enemy. Discipline is your friend. You don't have to discipline yourself. Paul said all things are legitimate for me. I can do anything I want to. But he said not all things are beneficial, not all things are helpful, so I'm not going to allow my flesh to rule me and live a, a, a riotous-type life. I'm going to keep my flesh under because he wanted the best life that God could give him. Many people dread exercise. They, you know why? Because they have a negative view of it. They only think about how it's going to hurt. They don't think about how good they're going to look four or five months from now and how good they're going to feel. All right. You getting anything out of this? All right. Well, the good news is, as Paul said in Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. In him I have shared his crucifixion. It's no longer I who live, but Christ the Messiah lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by faith. Well, I mean, that sounds pretty serious. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that liveth in me. But you know what I like? Paul didn't write that scripture until after he'd been converted 20 years. You know why I like that? It helps me know there's hope for me. And that it is a journey. And we say goodbye to stuff a little bit at a time. A little bit at a time. All I'm asking you to do is whatever God's putting his finger on. Don't, you're, some of you are looking at me like a calf at a new gate. You're like... <laughs> you know why people get quiet when you preach like this? Because they're going, uh-oh. I've been had 20 years after his conversion. You know what death to self is? It's spiritual maturity. That's really all it is. It's just growing up in God, saying yes to God. And in order to do that, if you have to say no to self or no to somebody else, then yes to God always wins. All right, let me show you a few scriptures here, and then we'll go on. Uh, let's see, which one do I want? All right, 2 Timothy 2.11. The saying is sure and worthy of confidence. If we've died with him, we'll also live with him. Second Corinthians 4, 8 through 12. 
We are hedged in and pressed on every side, troubled and oppressed in every way, but we're not cramped or crushed. We suffer embarrassments and we're perplexed and unable to find a way out, but we're not driven to despair. We are pursued, persecuted, and hard-driven, but not deserted to stand alone. We are struck down to the ground, but never struck out and destroyed. Then you got to watch these next two verses. Always carrying about in the body the liability and exposure to the same putting to death that the Lord Jesus suffered, so that the resurrection life of Jesus may also be shown forth by and in our bodies. I can show you scripture after scripture after scripture where he says, if, you, if you're willing to die to the fleshly way of living. And I'm going to tell you in a minute what, how you die and what that means. It basically just means say, saying, I'm not, I'm not going to live like that anymore. I'm not going to keep feeding my flesh. It, can I tell you something? It's not your job to keep your flesh happy. Because you know why? It's stupid anyway. It tells you to eat things that are unhealthy. Stay up late at night, not get any sleep. Take on more than you can possibly do in one day just because you want to try to impress somebody. Hang out with people you don't even like just because they're in the right group. Come on, I know all about this stuff. Wear clothes and shoes that are too tight. How many years... that I wear shoes that were killing my feet while I was up here preaching. Why? Because they were cute. Well, you know what my cute shoes got me? Corns and bunions. I think a few things that happen as you get older. I'm not wearing something too tight. And I'm not wearing it if it hurts. And I'm not eating it if I don't like it. And I'm not staying out late at night unless I'm out preaching. I'm going to be home in my chair resting. Amen? Yeah, a lot of you aren't there yet, but you'll get there. Verse 11, For we who are constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake, for we who are constantly experiencing being handed over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the resurrection life of Jesus might be evidenced in and through us. So, dying to live. You die to self, you really get to live. Now, Colossians 3 says something that is a little bit hard to understand. I'm going to try to explain it. It says, so kill the evil desire lurking in your members. <laughs> it's so simple. Are you ready? Are you ready to know how simple it is to die to self? Want me to tell you how to kill the flesh? Stop feeding it. And I'm not talking about dinner. That's not what we're talking about here. He said, I'm a little lost. Stop feeding it. If you don't feed it long enough, it'll lose its strength and energy over you. You can kill anything by just not feeding it. Okay, so here's how you feed it. A wife is angry with her husband. She's a Christian. The Holy Spirit reminds her, he's so good about this, he reminds her of Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, which says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't give the devil a foothold in your life, sweetie. Well, now she has a choice to make. What will she do? It's almost bedtime. I'm not supposed to go to bed mad. 
God's saying, just go make peace. Apologize. It wasn't my fault. I apologized the last time. Okay, so here's the thing. Your flesh wants you to stay mad. Your flesh doesn't want you to have peace. Your flesh is cooperating with the devil. Open a door for me. Open a door for me, the devil's saying. But the Holy Spirit is in you, and you went to the Joyce Meyer Conference. And you heard all those scriptures that she loves to quote, and now the Holy Spirit is reminding you of them. So the Holy Spirit is saying, let it go. Make peace. Doesn't matter who's right. Obey God. Now, you can either do what you want to and feed your flesh one more time. See, here's the thing. Every time you feed it, you give it more strength. Every time you feed it, you keep it alive. But every time you don't feed it, it gets a little bit weaker and a little bit weaker and a little bit weaker. Do you know what? I can remember when I used to get mad at David, I would not speak to the man for three three weeks. Now, this is back like year one, okay? And, uh, oh, man, I don't know how many nights I went to bed mad. And here's the stupidity of it. I would sleep on the seam of the mattress because I was not going to touch him. And he would have all the covers, and I was not going to ask him for anything, so I would ask him for no cover, so I would lay on the seam of the mattress and freeze all night, and be mad, and he's over there going... Was God right or the devil? Should I have fed my flesh one more meal and kept it happy? Or would I have been better off? You know what? There is no way that I would go to bed now mad at Dave. I mean, I don't care. I, I don't care what I had to say, what I had to do. If I had to beg him to be at peace with me, I would not go to bed mad. Let me tell you something. God is on a rampage in your life. And he's touching stuff, and he wants you to say goodbye to some stuff. It's time for some change in our lives. Amen. You know, making a full commitment to God means that we are willing to surrender to anything that he wants to do in our lives. And just remember that anything he might ask us to part with or let go of, he will always replace it with something better in return. Today we're offering you some wonderful teaching on spiritual maturity called the beauty of spiritual maturity. You know, growing up spiritually can be hard sometimes, but it's really a beautiful and an amazing thing, and it works out so good in our lives. So there's three teachings on CD, and then we're going to send you a paperback book called God's Greatest Gifts, and it's about the power that's in the name of Jesus, the Word of God, and the blood of Jesus Christ very foundational truths that it's just good for all of us to know about, and even if you know about them, to go over them again and again. Every time we speak the name Jesus, there's power that's released. 
We want to learn everything that we can about how to be the greatest blessing to the kingdom of God that we can possibly be. Thank you for being with us today, and I pray that you'll have a really wonderful day. No matter what season of life you're in, you can be happy and enjoy a relationship with God that's deeper than you could ever imagine. As we grow in our walk with God, our future will be nothing short of beautiful. In this three-CD pack, Joyce teaches principles that bring great reward. I start listening to all her CDs, you know, and I would pass them around to my friends, and it's just her voice, which she just was so real. The beauty of spiritual maturity, learning how to defeat the enemy, identify roadblocks, understanding God's purpose for change, and lots more. We're also offering Joyce's book, God's Greatest Gift, three important areas of warfare against the enemy, his word, his name, and his blood. You can get these key resources to unlock God's amazing plan for your life, all for a donation of $25 or more. Contact us, 1-800-727-9673, or visit us at JoyceMeyer.org. begin. Viewer's Choice is underway. Pick your favorite Enjoying Everyday Life show from 2017. Then watch as the top vote-getters are revealed in June. Beat the buzzer and make your choice online today. Is there anybody that's bold enough to say, I don't want to live a life that I'm just putting up with? You might not have a good start, but you can have a good finish, but a lot of it is up to you. Do you really love your life, or are you just kind of putting up with it, going through the motions day after day. You know what? If you are, I can help you. I've written a book called Living a Life That You Love, and with God's help, you can learn to do that. Order your copies today. Get a fresh understanding of how the Word of God applies to your life, and be encouraged at the Joyce Meyer Conference. Three unique sessions that will help you gain a new focus on life and motivate you to grow in God. Coming to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, March 16th and 17th, and Albuquerque, New Mexico, April 6th and 7th, with worship by Bill Wickham. For more information, visit JoyceMeyer.org slash conference or call 1-866-B-JOYCE. I love that magazine she sends out. There's something in there for everybody. The Enjoying Everyday Life magazine is free. Subscribe at JoyceMeyer.org to read encouraging articles from Joyce and much more. Reading through the magazine confirmed for me, God's at work. We hope you enjoy today's program. For more information, visit JoyceMeyer.org. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries. You cannot blame and be blessed at the same time. You can play the blame game or you can be blessed, but you can't be both. This is the story of us, a story of thousands of brave women tracking their way through time and history with endless stories to tell of God's amazing grace and goodness. She was a single mom raising five kids on her own. Finding my own relationship with Jesus was a journey. Be inspired by the stories of everyday women overcoming adversity to encourage others. Doctors have just found a growth the size of a cricket ball. The path keeps winding on to destinations surpassing my dreams and expectations. And you and I are called to take our place among them. We all have a unique part to play. 
Find your place in the story in the brand new series, Brave, with Bobby Houston. Well, the Hillsong Channel is such a blessing to us and the opportunity to take television around the world. We're excited that the team that's with us in this is growing. By team, I mean you. And I would love you to become part of a subscription where we will send you a team box. In other words, every month you will get all sorts of books, resources, information that will help you to feel like you're part of our team and will help us to take this great message forward. Introducing the Hillsong Team Box, an exclusive monthly subscription that delivers everything Hillsong directly to your door. Here's how it works. Each month, we'll send you the Hillsong Team Box full of exclusive resources at 50% off, free shipping in the U.S., and no hidden fees. A combination of worship, books, t-shirts, apparel, devotionals, and more. Join a group of people across the globe who are bringing the hope of Jesus to humanity. Visit hillsong.com forward slash team to join today. you have to trust the path and it might be winding and it might lead to a cross and it might be confusing but he is the god of the detour and he might not prove himself to you with signs that you can see or sense or feel it might not be a goosebump that proves his presence he might show up in the details he's right there he is here now he is he was he is to come, and he's with you in this moment. I want to talk in this first installment of Seven Mile Miracle on the subject, Reverse the Search. Maybe we are missing the presence and the power of God because we're searching in the wrong places. Luke 24, see, Jesus only has... 40 days. He's risen from the dead. What does Jesus do on the day he defeats death? You might be surprised because what he does next is take a walk. I'm trying to tell you that the perfect, flawless Son of God turned his back on Jerusalem, set out on a road toward an unknown place, Follow two people we've never met before because he is not the God of arrival. He is the God of the first step and the second step and every step. And they're walking. And here comes Jesus, like a stalker. Come on, it's kind of weird, right? He just shows up in the middle of them, Cleo and Mrs. Cleo, and he, and he asks them a question. Just sit sit right down beside him in church, walk up on the road, and I love Jesus. This is comical to me. If you think the Bible is boring, I want to challenge the fact that maybe it's you that is boring. In you. Huh? Huh? Because watch this. This is some funny stuff. The author of life who knows all things, who lays bare the intents of every heart, who created Cleo and Mrs. Cleo before the foundations of the earth for an express purpose, by whom and through whom and for whom all things are created. That Jesus, the Word made flesh, full of grace and truth, walks up to Cleo and says, What y'all talking about? 
like he doesn't know. And they stood still, their faces down. Everything in this text seems backwards to, to me, y'all. He's going toward Emmaus, away from Jerusalem. That doesn't make sense. He's talking to people that don't seem important. That doesn't make sense. He just got up from the dead. If you just got up from the dead, would you want to hang around happy people? I would want to find somebody who could celebrate. Come on, we're going to pop something. <laughs> But Cleo is sad because it didn't go the way he thought. It didn't end up the way he thought. Their faces were downcast, and, and all of a sudden they stopped walking. The Bible says they stood still, their faces downcast, and they stopped. And apparently Jesus stops with them, and they're sad. And apparently he enters into their sadness. And they start explaining to the one who created life. Yeah. how life was supposed to turn out. <laughs> I love the Bible. I'm fascinated by this journey. See, if you read the Bible like a magic rule book, you will never fully understand the extent to which it is meant to speak to your situation and guide your life. If you really get into this thing with me over the next seven weeks, I'm going to show you how God is not scared to walk right up in the details of your situation, a bird falls out the sky and he counts it and puts it on the ledger and you think he doesn't know about your loneliness, your tears, your heartbreak, your question. You think he's intimidated by your skepticism. You think your broken heart can chase him away. The Bible says a broken and a contrite heart he will not despise. The only heart he can't get into is the one that is closed up through pride. But if you open yourself, even with your face downcast, Cleo said, hey, man, are you, this is ironic, huh? The host of heaven has come to earth. He died and rose again, lived a perfect life. And, and Cleo says, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem? Remember, he made it. <laughs> and they're treating the God of the world like a guest. <laughs> it's so funny to me how we get it twisted, how we get it out of order. We start, we start thinking that God needs to consult our blueprint of how our lives need to be built. I can get this way as a pastor, telling God what he needs to do in my church. You get this way as a parent, what God needs to do with your children. Cleo launches out on this long, excuse me, Cleopas uh, launches out on this long, long speech, telling Jesus what happened to Jesus. <laughs> you find me? God has a sense of humor because he lets him talk. Cleopas gives him his, his speech and, and, and Jesus lets him finish. Are you the only one who doesn't know what happened? The one it happened to is standing there and Cleo wants to tell him what happened. See, what had happened was Jesus of Nazareth was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. They are standing before the great I am, and they start with he was. And there he is. And they're stuck in he was. Are you missing what is because you're stuck in what was? We hoped he was 
was the one, but he, it took a turn for the worse. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. Jesus is nodding. <laughs> Verse 21, tell me all about it. But we had hope, and had I been Jesus, I'd have stopped you right there. Because hope that is seen is not hope at all. And if you had hoped and don't hope anymore, what you had wasn't real hope. Because real hope can hold on even on Friday. I had hoped. I had hoped it'd be over by now. I had hoped the medicine would fix it. I had hoped they'd say yes. I hoped they had asked. I had hoped. I had hoped. Hope is standing in front of hopelessness. Christ and Cleo and the cross clashed with Cleo's expectation. And now his experience has left him downcast. We had hoped that he was the one. I, I thought I'd be further along by now. Thought I'd be married by 26. I thought hope they would be good to me and pay me back and appreciate me after all I did for them. I, I had hoped he was going to redeem me. I had hoped he was going to heal me. Could it be that we miss God because we look for him? in the dreams but he is found in the disappointment their faces were downcast their hopes were dashed and from their standpoint the story was over since I'm your tour guide on this seven mile journey let me give you a professional travel tip don't judge the journey before it's over I don't know who that was even for. Don't judge the journey of seven miles when you hadn't even been two yet. See what the end will be. See what the end will be. If you trust his promise, you have to trust the path. And it might be winding. And it might lead to a cross. And it might not feel good. And it might be confusing. But he is the God of the detour. And it might not be spectacular. And he might not prove himself to you with signs that you can see or sense or feel. And it might not be a goosebump that proves his presence. He might show up in the details. You know, the little things. It might be in the little ways. He's, he, he, he's right there on the road. He's walking with them. They almost can't recognize him because it's so common. What's happening is so common. He looks like just another guy. They are standing next to resurrection and they don't recognize it and it's right there. He's right there. He is here now. He is. He was. He is to come, and he's with you in this moment. Hope he was the one. And what is more, Cleo says, 
to make matters worse, look at 21, it's the third day. <laughs> it's funny, y'all don't know that's funny. I'm sorry, I'm just a nerdy little pastor. I, I get kicks out of weird stuff. It's the third day. The whole time he was on the earth, he said, this is going to go bad on Friday. But come Sunday, don't look for me in the tomb they buried me in. I'm getting up out of here. And what they thought was the dead end was really just the beginning. You want to see him in 3D? Look for him in the detours. You want to see him in 3D, not this flat little coloring book, Jesus with a lamb on his lap, but the living, risen Son of God, under whose all feet things still sit and stand and stalk, seated at the right hand of God. You want to see him like that? Don't look for him in just the dramatic. Look for him in the details. That little, little thing that God has been doing in your life. You want to see the Son of God? You want to see Jesus? How many of you want to see Him? How many of you want to see God active in your life? I mean with the eyes of your heart to, to know Him. He can be found at the dead ends. When you used to hope. And now it's hard to hope. That's where... He meets you on your Emmaus road. I'm glad they can't find Emmaus. I'm glad they can. Because that means we each get to have our own. That means I get to have my own Emmaus, you know? I'm on my own journey. I'm on my own path, and I'm not alone. I don't even like walking very much. I don't have a Fitbit. <laughs> Everything about this seems backwards, doesn't it? He, he spent his whole life telling people, follow me, and now he's following them. He's come down out of heaven, and instead of people making their way to God, now God has come to us. He has reversed the search. You weren't even looking for him, and he was looking for you. You weren't even seeking for him, and he was showing himself all along. And Cleopas said, we, uh, we had hoped he was the one. And, and, and in addition, he said, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning. Wrong place. He's not in the tomb. He's on the road. He's not in religion. He's in relationship. Please help me preach this. I need to know you're receiving it because God told me that some of you are going to come out of tombs, tombs of tradition, and, and really experience the presence of God. How many want to experience His presence? on the road our women went to the tomb they didn't find his body they came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive and then some of our companions went to the tomb this is still Cleo talking 
telling Jesus about Jesus, still not recognizing what's right beside him. Some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but this is the most ironic verse in all of Scripture. They did not see Jesus. He is telling Jesus about other people who didn't see Jesus. And he doesn't know it's Jesus. Have you ever realized how easy it is to judge somebody else's journey? And not even recognize what God is doing in your own? Y'all better stand up so I can close this message. Jesus said to them, how foolish you are. And slow to believe. That's the problem. Look at me. Every location. Watching on television. Watching online. I want you to look at me. If you can't look at me, look at the screen. Look at me. It starts in the heart. He said you're slow to believe. You keep trying to make sense of things in your life with your head. You keep trying to figure out the reason for what's happening to you. And when you can't figure out the reason... You want to jump off the road. You want to stop following. You want to stop trusting when you can't figure it out. But if you would reverse the search and believe in your heart what you have not yet seen with your eyes and believe the goodness of God, who am I preaching to in the top level of Valentine? If you would get it in here... This journey doesn't start with making sense. This journey starts with faith. Have faith in God. He's with me on this road. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter in his glory? You keep wanting to see the glory, but you're only going to see it in the suffering. He is the God of the detour. He is the God of the detail. He is the God of your dead end. And he has brought you to this moment today. The Spirit of God is in this place. I am preaching out of my mind for somebody who has been on the road. Watch this. Beginning with Moses and all the prophets. He explained to them. He took it all the way back. To show them that the one that the prophets had looked forward to. Was standing right in front of them. And he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Man, he broke it down. He broke it down on the way, on the road. That's where you learn is on the journey. That's where you don't you don't wait till you understand to get started. You you grow as you go. You know as you go. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. You understand it better by and by. Give it a chance, man. Give him a chance to do give him a chance to show you who he is. Hold on to his unchanging hand. Trust his heart. Even if you can't trace his hand. God, I don't get this. But I'm going forward. It's a decision. 
It's a decision. Can I give you one more thing? I don't want to cheat you. Some people drove a long way to get here. How, how many of you drove over an hour to be at church today? Over two? Over three? Over four hours? Over five? Six? Seven-hour miracle? Six-hour energy? Whatever. Touch seven people say, we're going somewhere, we're going somewhere, we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. God didn't save us to leave us like he found us. God didn't save us to leave us like he found us. God didn't create me to stay stuck in one place, one frame of mind, one way of looking at things. And, and, and every step, Eugene Peterson said, every step is an arrival. You got that? Every step. So by the time they arrived, they had already arrived. And what was revealed on the road was only recognized in reverse. What was happening to them as they walked only made sense once they sat down. And the same one who got up from the grave, watch what he does next. They, they approached the village to which they were going. They got a lot more than they bargained for along the way. They didn't plan for this. They didn't wake up on that morning expecting a miracle. They were mourning the loss of what they had thought was the answer. And the answer walked up to them and asked them a brand new question. I love it. I'm excited about this series. This is the beginning. This is the beginning. We, 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 we got a lot of ground to cover. Join the journey. Join the journey. You see, he's there all along in the little things. Just the little, little things. And, and, and they got there to the, to the place. Look at 28 again. 28, 28, 28. And they approached the village, and Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. The journey starts where you are. But where it ends depends on you. Because they got there, right? And Jesus is like, thanks for the company. I'll see you later. See you, Cleo. Yo, Cleo. I got to go, Cleo. Got Peter to see. Things to do. Cleo said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Look at verse 29. They urged him strongly. Cleo said, although we've come to the end of the Emmaus Road, still I can't let go. It's unnatural. You can't leave me now. You can't leave me now. You started something. God, you started something in my life. Stay with me till it's over. Stay with me. Hold my hand. Walk with me. Talk with me. I need you. Every hour. Stay with me. So he went in to stay with them. And they sat down. Remember, he's this, the same God who sent angels to a tomb. He's the God of the dramatic, but he's also the God of the details. Because the Bible says while he was at the table with them, he took bread. He's always taken over. He takes over conversations. He takes over supper time. He's supposed to be a visitor, and he becomes a host. And he takes the bread. God wants to take your life over today. Don't you see it? You've been doing it on your own. You don't have to do it alone anymore.
they invite him in. He takes over, takes the bread, breaks the bread like he was broken, blesses it. Thank you, Lord. He says grace. And he breaks the bread. He gave him the bread that he had just finished breaking. And the Bible says that when he broke the bread to give it to them, I want to show you this. When he broke the bread to give it to them, verse 31, then their eyes were open. What was revealed in the routine of the breaking of the bread that was not revealed all along the road? What did they see at that moment that they had not seen before? They saw it in his scars. They saw it in what he suffered. Do you see it? Do you see it? Sometimes you see him in the broken places more than you see him in the blessed places. Sometimes you have to see it in the scars. And the hands that had helped them all along revealed to them when they saw his scars. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Open our eyes, Lord. Open our eyes. Open our eyes. Close your eyes. Quit focusing on what you got to do next. Close your eyes. Ask him, open my eyes, Lord. Out loud, open my eyes, Lord. Ask him what the disciples asked him. Say, stay with me. Tell him, come on in. We're going on a journey. Yeah. Yeah, he's with you in this journey. Every mile. Every mile. Every detour. Every detail. Every dead end. Every scar. Every struggle. He's with you. One of the most life-changing resources we've ever released in the ministry is available to you today. I want to let you know about Seven Mile Miracle. Have you ever felt like I wish I had more foundation to know why I believe what I believe, but I can't go back to Bible college, or maybe sometimes you don't know where to start. This series is for you because we take the seven last sayings of Jesus and we talk about what it means to each of our lives. I love it so much because it's like a personal journey, not just a theology lesson. Yeah, it's like theology for the heart. Right. It's the ability for you to explore big topics, but with practical application. And we want to get it in your hands today with your gift of any amount to the ministry. So would you call or go online right now? Let them know that you want Seven Mile Miracle. This series might be the one that opens you up to new levels of experiencing God, a personal encounter with the resurrected Christ. And I want to walk you through it step by step, mile by mile. Don't wait. Call or go online now and take the first step in your seven-mile miracle journey. It's not always easy to know what to do or where to go. You question if this is the right path, wondering if you've gone the wrong way. When it feels hopeless and bleak, you can begin to question your faith. I mean, God said he'd never leave you, right? 
But why do you feel so alone? You want to stop here, give up, and not move on? This is the place where you wonder, why did everything go wrong? You keep trying to figure out the reason for what's happening to you. And when you can't figure out the reason, you want to jump off the road. But if you would reverse the search and believe in your heart what you have not yet seen with your eyes and believe the goodness of God, this journey doesn't start with making sense. This journey starts with faith. Have faith in God. You know what? You don't need to know why to have the faith to keep going because God's not going to leave you here. The second seven miles is when you turn back around and stop running from what God saved you out of and start running toward what God saved you for. Take this seven-mile journey with us. Call or go online to request your copy of Seven Mile Miracle today. spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend, so chill out. I'm not asking you to break up with somebody today. I'm talking about breaking up with comfortable Christianity. Keep up to date with the Hillsong channel on social media. The idea of church being family, I think, is so powerful. And access exclusive content, like live videos, behind-the-scenes photos, inspirational quotes, and moments from some of your favorite shows. (laughs) Plus, information on how, when, and where you can watch episodes of programs you may have missed. Simply search at Hillsong channel.
good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Why, good morning. Ooh, you got so much energy. Yep, yep, yep. I guess that's a good thing. Yes, it is. Since you got so much energy, you can open up in prayer. Okay. Give us Christmas, honey, Father. Lord God, we just thank you for waking us up this morning and allowing us to see another day. Father God, we thank you for just blessing us and keeping us, watching over us as we slumber and slept last night. Father God, we thank you that you woke up us up this morning with a mind to... Seek ye first, Father God, before beginning our day. Father God, we thank you that even though life may not be the way we think it should be, Father God, and we're in the storm, we threw a storm, or we just came out of a storm, but Father God, we're still trusting and believing that you are God and you're God all by yourself. Even though we may think we know what our life should be or where we should be going, Father God, we still pray that your will will be done in each and every one of our lives. Lord God, right now we're praying for a direction, Father, direction on where we should go, what we should say, and what we should do today, Father God. Lord God, we just pray that as we go throughout our life's journey, Father God, that it would be right and pleasing in our sight. And, Father, when we fall short, when we do not say or do that which you will have us to do, Father God, or if we have offended our brother or our sister, Father God, we ask that you forgive us for our sins. Forgive us, Father God, for we were born into sin, the shape of the nicotine, but through the design of your son, Jesus Christ, and the shedding of his blood, Father God, we have a, a right to the tree of life, a renewed life, a renewed spirit in you. Father God, as this call go forth today, Father, we just pray that you give Sam an extra measure of strength this morning, Father God. Touch him where he's weak. Lift him up, Father God, as only you can. Father God, we just pray that you impart to him the words and the wisdom and the knowledge, Father God, that he may share with us, Father. And Lord God, as we're hearing this word, Father God, let us not just be hearer of the words, but do also, that it will make a change in us, Father God, that it will fortify us to continue to work in this journey in which you have called called us to do. And Father God, for all our spoken prayer requests that go before you each and every morning, Lord God, we ask that you grant them in your appointed time and that your will be done in our lives. Lord God, we love you, we honor you, and we thank you. In Jesus' holy and righteous name, we do pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Mm. Oh, Jesus, really? That's an interesting prayer, my dear. <laughs> interesting prayer. Parambuskiri de kumbuski, skiri de kumbrandi de goseshi de skiri de kumboko, shandara de kumbuski, randa kumbrashiri de kumbuski de he. Father God, I just come before you right now, Lord. Just. I just come before you, Father. I'm asking you to move, touch, anoint, empower, bless. Oh, Lord, I'm just asking you right now, Father, to do that which you know needs to be done, Lord. 
Daddy God, help me to continue to trust you. Help me to continue to move. Help me continue to faint not, Father. As you continue to move on my behalf, Daddy God, just be God. Be God. Be God, Lord. Now, as I go through the call today, Father, just Sera kumbo skiri do kumbra skiri do kumbo kosi ki andros kadehar do kumbo kos andras kore do kumbo kosi dikehe. Yar do kumbo skidi hender do kumbra ndere kosi diskare do kumbo kos andande do kos andras kore do kumbo kos andande do kosi dikehe. Jiski he hanroko siki he shandroko sandrose diskumbo shandrande roko sete. Thank you, Father. Shande roko boske shandande shekoko. Let your word do that which it is sent to do, Father. I thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for strengthening me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father God. Do Romboski, Sheracomboco, Horashanda Rocose, Shindusco Comboco, Shindeke. Thank you, Holy Spian Roscar Comprandigose, De Shandander Codusco Comboc Randigose, Dicosundusco Comprandigose, Shiracombrandigo Discord Comboco Saka. Father God, yes. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you for the direction. Thank you for the strength. Thank you for the covering. Thank you for the love. Thank you, Father God. I just praise your name right now, Father, because I can't do it on my own. Honestly, Lord, it's a struggle trying to do it with you, so I know I can't do it without you. Shandro City, give it a couple. Kandishkere de Kombrande de Kosede. Shandishkere de Kombrande de Kosaka. Oh, boy. Shandishkere de Kombrande de Kosede. Shandrande de Kosede. Shkere de Kombraka. Shandrande de Kosede. Shandrande de Kosede. Oh, Lord, yes, 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 Father, I give you the praise and the glory of your holy name. It is so, amen. 
Amen and amen. Amen. I guess I need to find the book, huh? That might help, so. That might help, so. Oh. Oh, really? That's what I got to do, huh? Said there'll be days like this, there'll be days like this. Mama said, Mama said, Ooh, she didn't say they turn into weeks, months, and years, so that's the only problem I got with that. context of the same portion of scripture reveals how the apostle is concerned with many false teachings in Antichrist. He assures his readers that the same Holy One who anoints him also teaches them to differentiate from truth from lies and what is of Christ and what is of the Antichrist. Christians do not require other men to instruct them since the indwelling anti and since the indwelling anointing teaches them everything. This is spiritual discernment. Something greatly needed today. If we must pour over many theological references and reasons, compare, research, observe, and think with our mind until we ultimately reach an understanding of what is lie, what is true, then only Christians with good minds and education would escape deception. But God has no respect for the old creation. He concludes that all except the newly created spirit must die and be destroyed. Can the wisdom which God demands to be destroyed assist people no good and evil? No, most emphatically no. God puts his spirit in every believer's spirit, regardless of how sinful or dull he is. Hmm. I'm going to read all this again. You have to forgive me, I'm struggling right now. 
trying to get myself back in position. Good morning, you good. What up, bro, Rich, son? How you be, sir? How you be? I'm well, and you trying to make it through this rain and weather. Can't hardly see my glass. Well, I took the glasses off. They gotta be at home. <laughs> Got a lot of rain? Yes, 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 yes. It's still raining. Context of the same portion of scripture reveals how the apostle is concerned with many false teachings and antichrist. He assures his readers that the same holy one who anoints him also teaches them to differentiate, differentiate truth from lies, what is of Christ and what is of the antichrist. Christians do not require other men to instruct them since the indwelling anointing teaches them everything. Okay, so here we go. We have the ability, we have the capacity to know everything through the Holy Spirit. Again, it's up to us to tune into it. It's up to us to get in touch with it, to allow it to train us. Once you begin to become sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you'll, you'll, hear, you'll, you'll sense his promptings, his urgings. You know, um, he speaks to you constantly. It's just whether or not you're 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 um, receiving if you're listening. Because Christians do not require other men to instruct them, since the indwelling anointing teaches them everything. This is spiritual discernment, something greatly needed today. If we must pour over many theological references and reasons, compare, research, observe, and think with our mind until we ultimately reach an understanding of what is a lie, what is true. And only Christians with good minds and education would accept would escape deception. But God has no respect for the old creation. He concludes that all except the newly created spirit must die and be destroyed. So God has given us a spirit of truth, and it will bear witness with us in all things. It's, it's I mean, again, it's it's there, it's available. Again, you just and and what happens is a lot of times when when something will tweak you and you can you know you might be with somebody or something and 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 you'll just you know you can get confirmation from people or something might just tell you you know let me leave this alone and later on you'll come back and you'll find out why. But it's up to you to learn to listen to the Holy Spirit when He's telling you this, and just as well as He's telling you something's wrong. He might, he'll also tell you when something's right, and it might not make any sense. He'll tell you to do something and say, like, ah, but something keeps telling you, I, I need to do this. So, again, that's why, it's a, that's why it's your job to get in touch with your whole spirit to do what he's calling you to do and, 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 and follow his leadership. Oh, Jesus. Mm. He concludes that all except the newly created spirit must die and be destroyed. Can the wisdom of God demand, can the wisdom which God demands to be destroyed assist people to know good and evil? No, most emphatically no. God puts his spirit in every believer's spirit. 
regardless how sinful or how dull he is. The indwelling spirit should teach him what is of God and what is not. This is why sometimes we can conjure up no logical reasons for opposing a certain teaching, yet in the very depth of our being arises a resistance. Cannot explain it, but our inner sense tells us this is an error. Or contrary, we may hear some teaching which is entirely different from what we generally hold and we would not like to follow, but there is not occasion a still small voice that speaks persistently within us and contains that this is the way. Walk, walk you in it. Though we may muster many arguments against it, even overwhelming it with reason, nevertheless the inner small voice still insists that we are wrong. <clears throat> That's the spirit of truth. That's the Holy Spirit teaching and leading us. Such experiences inform us that our intuition, the organ for the working of the Holy Spirit, is capable itself of distinguishing good from evil without any assistance from the mind's observation and investigation. Hmm. Such experiences informs us that our intuition, the organ for the working of the Holy Spirit, is capable itself of distinguishing good from evil without any assistance from the mind's observation and investigation. Our intuition is an organ of our spirit. Intuition, conscience, and um, um, intuition, conscience, and communion. Those are the three elements, three main regions of our spirit. No matter what his natural intellect may be, any individual who honestly and faithfully follows the Lord will be taught by the anointing. The most learned doctor shares in the same foolishness with his dullest country folk when it comes to spiritual affairs. Nay, the learned may make nay, the learned may make more mistakes than the dullard. False teachings are currently rampant. Many there are who with deceiving words disguise lies as truth. Many are there with deceiving words disguise lies as truth. How necessary is this power of discernment in the spirit? The most appealing t- teaching, the cleverest brain, the most enlightened, the most enlightened advisors are undependable. Only those who adhere intuitive to the teaching of the anointing are preserved from being deceived in the time of theological confusion and supernatural manifestations. We should ask the Lord to make our spirit more active and pure. We should follow the still, small voice that comes from our intuition instead of being overawed by people's knowledge and drawn away from the warning sound within us. Otherwise, we should fall into heresy and become fanatical. If we quietly follow the teaching of the anointing, we should be delivered from the compulsion of a noisy emotion and a confused mind. A noisy emotion and a confused mind. Oh, Jesus. Mm. I'm going to read that again. The most learned doctor shares in the same foolishness with the dullest country folk when it comes to spiritual affairs. So basically he's saying it's got nothing to do about your educational level. It has nothing. See, we are so caught up in, and uh, and understandable because we've been, you know, we've been trained by the world and the things of the world. So now 
when it comes to spiritual affairs, you might have a doctorate and 12 years of college and everything else. Bottom line, when it comes to spiritual affairs, we're going to all start off where we're at. We're all going to start off with the basics and have to grow from there. And if we don't apply ourselves, then we won't increase. And the only way you have to apply yourself by being led by the Holy Spirit, you can't apply yourself trying to learn spiritual things with your carnal mind. That's not going to work. The Holy Spirit must teach you how to walk in the spiritual arena. Many there are who with deceiving words disguise lies and truth. How necessary is this power of discernment in the spirit? The most appealing teaching, the cleverest brain, and the most enlightened advisors are undependable. Only those who adhere intuitively to the teaching of the anointing are preserved from being deceived in this time of theological confusion and supernatural manifestation. Things that look good, smell good, taste good, does not necessarily mean it is from God. And it is the spirit of the Holy Spirit that will that would that will allow you to know what is of God and what is not. <laughs> we should ask the Lord to make our spirit more active and pure. We should follow the still small voice that comes from our intuition instead of being overwhelmed by people's knowledge and drawn away from the warning sounded within us. Otherwise, we should fall into heresy and become fanatical. If we quietly follow the teaching of the anointing, we should be delivered from the compulsion of a noisy emotion and a confused mind. A noisy emotion and a confused mind. Hmm. Hmm. That one right there is powerful. Because our emotions will grab hold of us and pull us out of position. And it's hard to stay in position a lot of times. It's hard to stand and stand there for. Well, maybe it's just me I'm talking about. Never should we judge other people, yet we surely need to know them that they may comprehend both how to live with them and how to assist them. Let me read that again. Never should we judge other people, yet we surely need to know them so that we may comprehend both how to live with them and how to assist them. The ordinary way for man to know others is to inquire, observe, and investigate, all of which unfortunately often leads to blunder. So basically what we do naturally, the ordinary way for man to know is to inquire, Observe and investigate. That's that's how we learn. That's that that's how we learn. That's the that's the way we're taught to to f- figure things out. Scientific method. And what is he saying? That's fine and in, in the natural, but the spiritual arena is, is you need to allow that to be your need to be superior to the natural arena. Now we are not suggesting these are categorically useless. But we do affirm that they occupy merely a secondary place in the knowledge of people, which is pretty much what I said, that this needs to be secondary to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. This needs to be subservient, or subservient, I guess is the correct word, to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Your, your spirit needs to lead you first, then your natural mind second. Now, we're not suggesting these are categorical uses, but we do affirm that they occupy a secondary place in the knowledge of people. 
A pure spirit frequently discloses unmistakable discernment. Well do we remember when, as children, how we made certain remarks concerning various individuals we saw. As time went on, how accurate these remarks proved to be. Many years have now passed. Our knowledge, experience, and observation have altogether been increased, and yet somehow our ability to know people seems to be diminishing. We made those remarks as children. We had no suitable reason to advance. We had no suitable reason to advance for doing so, other than that we felt that way in our hearts. Many years later, our senses of that time are shown to be correct. As a child, we never spoke out after having once carefully investigated and inquired, nor could we have ever given any good reason for so speaking. What was it then? It was, a, it was this operation of a pure intuition. Obviously, the example we have just set forth pertains to the natural. Nonetheless, in the things of God, our spiritual condition must be converted and become as a little child if we desire to discern spiritually. So basically what he said, when we were a child, we were pure, we were innocent, and we just, it just came forth through us. But over time, as we've been tarnished, broken down, and then conformed to do things the way the world teaches us, then we quit developing our spiritual senses, that intuition, that, that natural, that knowing which is inside of us. But as a child of God, we need to activate that back in our lives so that we can begin to be led by it. Let us observe our Lord Jesus. And immediately Jesus, perceiving in the spirit that thus they question within themselves, said to them, Do we not see there this working of intuition? The scriptures do not state that Lord Jesus thought or felt in his heart, nor does it say the Holy Spirit told him. It was his spirit that displayed this perfect ability. The spiritual sense in the man, Jesus Christ, was exceedingly pure, sensitive, and noble. Hence, his spirit detected immediately how the surrounding people questioned in their heart. He spoke to them according to what he intuitively know. This thought ought to be the normal condition of every spiritual believer. Our spirit, indwelled by the Holy Spirit, is free to work and filled with the power of knowledge. It can exercise control of our whole being. Just as the human spirit of the Lord Jesus operated during his earthly pilgrimage, even so shall our spirit be activated by the indwelling spirit. So it said Jesus perceived in his spirit. I'm going to go back if I can find it real quick and read some of the, the spiritual things that that we do. The spirit indeed is willing, perceiving in the spirit, sigh deeply in the spirit. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. True worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. He was deeply moved in spirit and trouble. When Jesus had thus spoken, he was troubled in spirit. His spirit was provoked within him as he saw the city was full of idols. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in spirit. Paul purposed in the spirit. I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem. Be fervent in spirit. For what person knows a man's thought except the spirit within him? I will sing with the spirit. If you bless with the spirit, I had no rest in my spirit. We have the same spirit of faith, a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Your love and spirit. All of those things that, that the Bible, the Word of God is pointing out, happen in our spirit man, not in our soul man. See, we often read over that, but now that we're beginning to learn <coughs> spirit, soul, body, and begin to see the difference between what we often label as spiritual, I mean often labels emotional, is all sometimes spiritual. 
So now this is why you have to begin to discern where is it coming from. Is this something that's coming from the spirit or is this something that's coming from your soul? See, as you begin to fine-tune that area in life, and the Holy Spirit will teach you. Remember, something from the spirit comes from within you. From uh, Something from the soul, that means something has happened that has triggered it. So now you, you need to begin to understand the differences because if you'll begin to listen to the spirit, man, when something is happening in your spirit, that, it can cause you to stop and say, wait a minute. Because now, wait a minute, that's something that's going on in my spirit. That's something that, no, whereas I might overlook it. Uh, so, no, maybe I need to pay this attention. I need Because if it's your spirit saying or showing you something, then it's important. It needs not to be overlooked. To know things in the intuition is what the Bible calls revelation. Mm, see how you go right there. Revelation. Revelation has no other meaning than that the Holy Spirit enables a believer to apprehend a particular matter by indicating the reality of it to a spirit. There is but one kind of knowledge concerning either the Bible or God which is valuable, and that the truth is revealed to our spirit by God's spirit. God does not explain himself via man's reasoning. Never does man come to know God through, ra through rationalization. No matter how clever a man's mind is or know how much he can understand about God, his knowledge of God remains veiled. Mm. Mm. I'm going to read that part right there again. No matter how clever a man's mind is nor how much it understands about God, his knowledge of God remains veiled. All he can do is rationalize what is behind the veil because he has not penetrated the reality hidden from view. Since he is not yet seen, man can understand, but never can he know. If there is no revelation, personal revelation, Christianity is worth nothing. Everyone who believes in God must have his revelation in the spirit, or else what he believes in God is not but mere human wisdom, ideals, or words. Such a faith cannot endure the test. Mm. Revelation. It's revealed in your spirit. The day that you accept Christ as your Savior. No matter how long you may or may not have been going to church, one day all of a sudden it was real. One day you recognize, you know what, hold up, I need this. Revelation. That's how God communicates to us. It's through our spirit, things are revealed to us. Hmm. Yes, Father God. If there's no revelation, okay, all he can do is rationalize what is behind the veil. Since he has not penetrated the reality hidden from view, since he's not yet seen, man can understand, but never can he know. If there's no revelation, personal revelation, Christianity is worth nothing. Everyone who believes in God must have his revelation in the spirit, or else what he believes is not God, but mere human wisdom, ideals, or words. Such a faith cannot endure the test. Oh, Jesus. Mm. <laughs> Endure the test. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not going to comment on that one right now. Mm. <laughs> Endure the test. Mm. 
This kind of revelation is not a vision, a heavenly voice, a dream, or an external force which shakes the man. One may encounter these phenomena and still have no revelation. Revelation happens in the intuition, quietly, neither hastily nor slowly, soundless and yet with a message. How many, de how many de denominate themselves Christians, though the Christianity embraces simply a kind of philosophy of life or ethics, a few articles of truth, or some supernatural manifestations? Such an attitude will issue either such an attitude will issue neither in a new birth nor in a new spirit. Numerous are these Christians whose spiritual usefulness measures up to zero. Not so are those who have received Christ, for by the grace of God they have perceived in their spirit the reality of the spiritual realm, which opens to them like the lifting of a veil. What they today know is far more profound than what their mind has comprehended. Yea, it seems as though a new meaning has been imparted to all which have, un which have only understood or comprehended in the past. Now everything is thoroughly and genuinely known because the Spirit has seen it. We speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen. This is Christianity. Searching with intellect never delivers man. Revelation of the Spirit alone gives true knowledge of God. And I'm going to end it there. Hmm. Questions, comments, criticism, conclusions. Okay. Questions, comments, criticism going once. so that they'll be able to learn. And it's the same with God. He does what's necessary to get our attention. And, you know, um, you know, because he's a loving father. 
Sometimes he can talk to us generally. Sometimes he has to pull us aside. Sometimes he can tell us something in the midst of uh, uh, turmoil. Sometimes it has to be a one-on-one. Whatever is necessary and needful, that's that's what he'll do to get our attention. And, you know, so not only to get it, but to keep our attention so that we can learn. I know as I was listening to um, um, a friend of mine, he, he said God woke him up at 3 o'clock in the morning one day to tell him something. And so he, whatever it is, he, you know, he was communicating to God about it. He said, well, why, well, why don't you tell me this during the day? He said, because you was too distracted. You wouldn't pay attention to me. He was trying to tell it to him, but because he was so distracted, he wasn't paying attention to what God was trying to do. So God had to wake him up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Good morning. What's up, Nene? Oh. How the start of the day? What's up with you? Mm, I don't know. Walking around. Trying to figure it out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, thank you and Andre for bringing it to my remembrance. You said what about well, Andre? Uh, yeah. Because you always ask me what was my middle name. Oh, oh, oh. And that, oh. It, was, and that it was told to me. Mm-hmm. And I sat here for a little bit. I was able to etch out a, a, a few minutes to sit back and just just sit still and then just go back and reflect. And I had remembered I came across the unusual name. But when I seen it, I started writing it backwards. Mm. Okay, then after you, but something happened with the baby or something, so I wound up distracting me. But I went back and I remembered that name. And it was shown to me the day before my birthday, as you all have told, told me. And um, I wrote down, I looked up the. Definition of the name. Okay, and to when I wrote it backwards, it spelled out to be the name of artist, A R D I S, and it means uh, fervent. It is, yeah. Okay, the name is artist. When you spell the word, when you spell the original name backwards, it's artist. A R D I S. Mhm. Okay, the meaning of it is fervent. Mm. And it's, it means having or showing great warmth or intensity of spirit, okay. feeling, enthusiasm, etc. Okay, now the original name was Cedra. And it's and it's the meaning of that is stars or like star like a star. Then it said it's also the meaning of a holy tree at the end of seventh heaven. And it's a lotus tree. And it says growing strong and proud in the harshest of environments 
has been a symbol of uh, uh, perseverance and nourishment across the borders of the. Let's see what I put down here. Okay. Yes, it's, it shows a symbol of perseverance and nourishment across the borders of the world. Right. So that was, huh? First name was Artis. What was the second name? Cedra. S I D R A. Okay. So are you fervent, and what does Cedra mean again? Cedra is a star, or like a star. It also says it's. Uh, it's a holy tree at the end of seven heavens that grows strong and proud in the harshest of environments has been a symbol of perseverance and nourishment across the borders of the world. Mm-hmm. And then, too, I know when I was asked to look for my middle name, um, I think you all had referred to me like a phoenix. And for the name artist, this also shows for part of its um, definition, hot, burning, and glowing. Mm. Okay. That would be a phoenix. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, boy, 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 boy. Jesus. Anybody else got anything? Not I'm gonna do this list.
Taught of the Lord, and grace should be the peace of my children. No weapon that is formed against me or my family shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against me and my family in judgment, my God shall condemn. <clears throat> Thank you, Father God, for that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and I am his servant. He will bless those who bless me, and he will curse those who curse me. For my righteousness is of him. In Jesus' name I say amen. Mm. Amen. Okay. Uh, struggle, struggle, struggle. Push, 
The Tolan family. Hush could go say she 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 go say Sakura. 
Brandon Brandon Miller. Hoshkara go swish to go swish to go swish to go sarga sakara. Gas station board. Hoshkara go swish to go swish to go swish to go sarga sakara. Walgreens Lake, Diana, Change Lake, Toronto. Rambo skiddle position, doskudu kumbo skudu gandaka, hoska saka. Sam's wife, hushkudu go swishi to go swishi to go swishi to saga, sakara. Jasmine, hushkudu go swishi to go swishi to go swishi to go saga, sakara. Ben's brother, hushkudu go swishi to go swishi to go swishi to saga, sakara. Anybody else on the list, hushkudu go swishi to go swishi to go swishi to go saga, sakara. Rose Hospital Community. Run to the go Hushka to go say 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 to go Sakara. Bobby 
Malcolm Bryson, Pushka to go say, should 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 go Congregation churches, prison and missionary, unsafe. Seat in hospice, sick and shut in. 
pressure diminishing in the families. Grace, mercy, and favor. The ability to persevere until the end. Father God, Jesus Christ, you know I need that one about right now, Lord. Woo, Father. Mm. Yes, 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 Lord. Ooh, Jesus. Oh, really? Ah, yep. Yep, 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 that's what I need right now. Jakadis, Kiro Mokos, and Daka. Shindi, Sakra. Financial breakthroughs and turnarounds, rumble negotiation, Pieces of passage, all understanding, on run Noon of our minds, you run to go Noon of our youth, who's going to go Pray for you, who's going to go Oh boy. Luna, my Luna, you pray for you. Why? I can't think of that now. Health, healing, and restoration. Supernatural, superhuman strength. Okay. That's all of this. Anybody want to pray? Prayers and decrees, that's where we're at. Yeah, okay, you do a prayer for me. Uh, okay. Father mm. mm. well, God, I lift up Nene. She's going to her family. She's going to go to her family. I lift up Chrissy. She's going to go to her family. She's going to go to her family. She's going to go to the baby, and her neighbor, and Renee, Move, run to Father God, you're going to touch, you're going to anoint, you're going to and keep. Rumbo Kuskira Kanda Karakasa. Let your word go forth, Father. Rumbo Skira Kosisha Kosaraka, as you minister to them all. Run to Kosisha Kosaraka Daka. Let your spirit go forth. Run this Kira Kosisha Kosaraka Daka. Kurumbuskira Kosisha Kosandaka. Randiskiraka, Jiduka, Sakra, Jiskira Kandisi. Sakra, in Jesus' name I pray, man. Amen. Amen.
Oh, Lord. Father God. Mm, mm, mm. Let's go to prayer. Oh, Jesus. I'm going back to bed. That's what I'm going to do. Anybody else want to pray? Anybody else want to pray going once? Me. Yo, what up, woman? How are you? You said you're not. Thank you. Okay, I was well, just busy. Woke up with a horrible headache this morning. that you wanted to walk. 
Open up our eyes to see those things that she needs to see, Father. As you gird her up for the course and the direction that she needs to walk upon, Lord. She can only do this in you and through you, Lord. She needs you, Holy Spirit. She needs you, Daddy God. Keep her. Strengthen her. Help her to move in the fullness of what you called her to do. As she is yielding, humbling, and submitting herself to you, Father God. Give her the revelation, the strength, the anointing that is necessary and needed so she can move in the fullness. Not the partiality, but in the fullness of who you deemed or who you called her. As she continues to come forth, walking out of self, but moving in her spirit. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Anybody else want prayer? Prayer. Hmm. Anybody else want prayer? I need prayer. Oh, what was that, Miss Dora Explorer? Hmm. Yes. Okay. All right, woman of God. Holy Spirit, touch door. I can tell you right now, this is going to be interesting. Not that everyone really knows what's about to come out of my mouth, but I really don't know what's about to come out of my mouth. But Father God, there's a plan and a purpose that you are revealing to your daughter. Some of it she sees, some of it she doesn't, Lord. Place her upon the right path, upon the right track, Lord. Keep her heart steady and fixed upon you as you give her the revelation, the desire, the strength to move according to what you want done, Lord. Father God, when she gets weak, strengthen her. When she gets scared, gird her up, Lord. When her emotions overtake her, give her peace that surpasses all understanding, Father. Help her to hear from you, Daddy God. Mm. Yes. Help her to hear from you, Daddy God. And then to stand in that which you've called her to do, Lord. Help her not to veer according to what she wants, but to stand firm in the spirit and the anointing and in the calling of God, Lord. 
Let her be strengthened in your power and your might as you continue to bless, anoint, and keep her, Father. Holy Spirit, she's your daughter. Love on her. Love on her. Love on her, Lord. As the word of God goes forth and causes a shift to occur in her heart and in her life, she will truly come to understand that you are her God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. That's good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. When are you supposed to be starting work? Tuesday. Okay. Next Tuesday. Yeah. Next Tuesday. Yeah, next Tuesday. Yeah, the uh, 13th. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I needed this little vacation here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. I um went to see my mother-in-law. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. God yeah. laid it on my heart, so I went... Um, two Fridays ago, where I went on the 23rd, and I was over there for about four hours. And um, she's bedridden now. And so um, the kids came in town this weekend, this past weekend, to see her. And then I found out um, yesterday that she had been hospitalized, so I went down to the hospital to see her. And I tell you, it's a beautiful thing when God starts to heal you and you trust and you forgive. You're just able to put stuff past you, you know, mm-hmm. and move on. And um, to see her so frail and weak and vulnerable like that, you know, to know what, what it was like with her, mm-hmm. um, it was just, it was very difficult because I have compassion, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, it's, you know, I prayed over her yesterday at the hospital and, um so I'm continuing to pray for her. One of the nurses did tell me that um, she uh, accepted God about eight months ago. Oh, praise the Lord. So I was very grateful for that. She felt like that was her calling over there to deal with all of the stuff that she had been dealing with since she's been over there you talking for the about last, the almost five years. you talking about the one that you've been over, she would tell you different things? Yes, yes, oh. yes. Mm-hmm. And she said, Vanessa, she said, I was leaving one day, and she said, I was so sick and tired of them and just ready to go because I know my mother-in-law could be hell on wheels. And she (laughs) said, "Um, I heard God say, she's ready. You need to go, you know, pretty much you need to do the sinner's prayer with her. And she said, sure enough, you know. Mm. Wow. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what, and that's Vanessa, what, oh, Jesus. Ooh, I know. That's mm-hmm. that's so, that's the so vital thing that we gotta understand is ninety nine point nine tenths out of time 
the breakthrough comes after we say the hell with it. Yep, it does, doesn't it? Doesn't oh, Lord. It, it really does. It mm. really does. Oh, my God. Yeah. We got to push yes. one more time. Ooh, Father God, I thank you. I, thank you, Ness. I needed that. Yeah. Yeah. I needed it. Because, um, mm. you know, and the thing is, Ooh, there's Father. still, I've just been able to just, I'm, it's like I was embracing her. I was just praying over her yesterday. You know, I just thank God for what he's doing and that I was able to, like you said, pretty much say the hell with it and, and like, okay, God, this I, I can't. And um, I had to move away from it and look, look what all has manifested because of it. Number one, my husband's death just made us all grow in God, you know? place where you know it, it all and I'm th- I'm like Lord look how this happened where I'm off and I can go by and see and check on her you know yes yes and um of course the devil was like well you know your brother-in-law and his wife but I said you know what uh-uh I had to bind that up and say nope you have mm-hmm. no authority here I'm doing what the good Lord say to do and I can't worry about what outside folks think about it amen you know. Amen. So, hey, Vanessa. Yeah. Huh, you walking into your promotion. Yes, ma'am. Cause just like before, you were worried about what other people were saying in order to justify why you're not going around there. You stepping yep. out boldly and knowing who's got you. Yep. So you can go ahead and play the part that God needed you to play the part in this. And to keep going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And Mr. Sam, my daughter got an email yesterday. She's graduating cum laude. All right. I'm talking about I graduated all laude. All laude, he made it. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Me too. (laughs) 
Russell. Me too. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Mr. Sam. Uh, I graduated from I'd be damned to uh ooh Lordy thank you because woo for a while that I just didn't know. I, <laughs> I just didn't know. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't know. Oh wow wow wow! It seemed like it was so long ago too. It just that's it, the, uh, it hmm. really does. I mean, people that know me, they're like. You're just a different person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's because I'm a different person in Christ. And now, and I'm a continue, continue Amen. work of art. Amen. Amen. It's all about growing up and progressing. Yes, it is. Yes. Yes. And you know the thing, you know the thing of it is, for in the carnal, you got your, you got your paper. But in the spiritual, you wear it like a badge of honor. That's right. That's exactly right. Mm. It, took, it, took, it, took you, it took you to take the time to grow it and for it to grow in you and for you to reveal it. Yes, and ma'am. no one take it away from you. No, they can't. They sure can't. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the other day I was, <laughs> I was listening, I was seeing something that they were putting up where Trump was trying to say something negative about Oprah. Mhm. And, and I just sat up there and laughed. I said, "That's rich." Yeah. Here it is. Oprah started out with nothing. She made her money. He was born into his money. Yep. He's just a different breed of character. I tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah, he is. And we gonna set him over on that altar so so, so God can work on it. <laughs> That's right. Now that's right. Oh boy, Jesus Christ, I'm I mean, but you like the, like I was saying between the the reference between him and Oprah, Oprah would have better would have better um, thoughts about her money. Mm-hmm. Because she because she lives the both ends of the spectrum. Yep. Where he. He only goes by for what he has been getting away with. Absolutely. It's that silver spoon mentality. Yeah, it's tarnishing it. Heck out of his mm-hmm. mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So out of that, where he's sitting up there like, well, I got this. Okay, you got it, but it can take it away from you. And out of Things, there's some things that's given to you. You don't tend to uh, be a good steward over it mm-hmm. unless you have to really work for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he goes over into the category of babies and food. You better say it. You better say it. 
And it's funny because I was watching Mr. Sam, I guess about maybe maybe way back in the summer, I was watching one of Sid Roth's uh, episodes. Mm-hmm. And there was some woman on there um, talking about Donald Trump um, becoming the godly leader he's supposed to be and how he's changed and on and on. And I'm just listening to her because I feel like because he's a traditionalist and um, right-wing Republican that people have all this faith in him that he has all of these, um, I guess, how do I say it, all of these um, things that line up with Christianity, so to speak. Mm. You know, the anti-gay, the non-abortion and all that kind of stuff, but they still don't realize that still doesn't make him who God called him to be. And I feel like they were so against Obama. And there were some decisions uh, President Obama made that I didn't agree with. But it's like they were just so hell-bent on against a Democrat and especially President Obama that they just felt like he was the great white hope. And I think now they really are embarrassed by this man. That's it. I'll accept a certain class of people, let me put it that way. Because mm-hmm. Bubba and them... You know, they still on the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, Vanessa, Vanessa, what you saying that? Now, I, hey, it's just a feeling I have that <laughs> I can't look at, I don't see Trump as being the second coming of Christ. I see him being the Antichrist. Thank you. Thank you. And then, too, with a lot of people want to talk about negative about Obama. Yep. Okay. But here it is. The very people who try to something dishonor, um, you this um, frame, yep. try to make good man, and they said it up front. Yes, I said, I'm going to need you not to listen to the sound effects in my background. That's what I'm going to need you not to do. Right. I'm like, okay, you called to check on me. That's what you need to talk about. I don't need you to question about the sound effects. Right. I don't know if you hear an extra something. You know, I don't yep. know if the acoustics have changed in my background, but I need you to do something else with your time, man. Right. Like I need you to do something else. I'm not going to talk to you. Okay, bye. So, <laughs> as the people who voted Republican, these Republicans are the same ones who set up their health up the government and their state uh, workers to get paid. When I tell yep. you... Mm-hmm. Okay, the meantime, you the same Republicans that have stopped a lot of things because and of so their prejudice. a lot better still. But that they decided to honor mm-hmm. instead of their work. I, and, and see, it was a little that, too. <laughs> and if you look at it, um, I, like, oh, I know, man. I'm listening to, is that, is so that Erica? Yes, whatever it is, it, this headache doing a number, because 
I was burping. I hope I stay. It's going through it. Yeah. I was like, why? Yeah, my friend said, you don't have the not, um the virus burp, do you? I said, no. He said, well, you can put up something to sour on your stomach. Oh. Mm-hmm. I do, too. I'm proud of my number. Oh, boy. We don't want to hear about your gaseous, odious, odor. Y'all great. Yeah, that's the time, Mason. Oh, Jesus Christ, of Nazareth. All right. Who else want prayer? She finally decided to mute her phone, I guess. <laughs> I texted her to her and said, mute your phone. <laughs> oh. Oh, Pat Quinn's running again. Hmm? Who? Pat Quinn is running for governor again. Now, I think he's running for attorney general. Oh, okay. I see. I I was looking at that. I think that's what he's running for. Was he another one of those who got locked up or something? He did. He was. Was he the one that had the 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 um the motor the 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 something site scandal with the driver's license and stuff like that? No, that was his partner, Blagojevich. Oh, but God, I thought it was somebody else with the with the driver's license scandal. No, that okay. I know, I know which one you're talking about. That's not the one that um they had to go do time in. It was the governor before Blagojevich. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they say all, yeah, all, so that, all our that's governors lately was caught up in the stuff. Well, you. I was looking at it the other day, and the stuff was coming out. I said, "You know, something now is down to the point. What um, what seat do you want to vote for? <clears throat> because now Rodner, okay, and he's a so-called businessman, but they and he they showed that he tried to cover up some stuff, but he got out anyway. Mm-hmm. He had made um, a good windfall of money through his business." And so he's got to explain for how did he make this windfall mm-hmm. to his business mm-hmm. he's supposed to be detached from his businesses. Mm-hmm. Okay, now Rotner is sending out this stuff about J.B. Pritzker. And it's from the wiretaps from when they was had Blagojevich on trial. Mm-hmm. But you have to think mm-hmm. of it like this. Now, these these recordings was heard in a court of law. Mm-hmm. And if they found anything that was damaging to Princeton, then wouldn't they have him behind bars too? <laughs> well, you got a point on that. Mm-hmm. So, right. it's down to the point, we all have little skeletons in our closet, but now with this vote, you have to try to figure out, okay, which one do you vote for that's going to have <laughs> Honestly, the best people's interest at heart. <laughs> which which mm-hmm. did we vote? Did we pick from? <laughs> they all see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 
you know, uh-huh. just like back in the Wild Wild West, the way they take their shares was through retired gunslingers. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, That's so right. what retired gunslinger do we do? Do we vote in? <laughs> okay. And mm. uh, I don't know if you heard it or not yet, but um, Home Depot and places like that's just going to be a whisper of a dream to people in Illinois. It's going to be a what? Uh, they're telling a whisper of a dream. We can go in and get your supplies and have somebody install something into your house. Because for right now, what they're trying to pass is a bill. For whatever you do in your house, you're going to need a permit. And you have to oh. have a union worker to put it in for you. What? Yes. Oh, my goodness. So if you're already working with an area for where the wealth ain't there, mm-hmm. and there's already a bunch of abandoned houses that's just literally rotten down to the ground, I mean, because I feel, it got me feeling like when I had to get rid of my little car. The parts wouldn't have been bad. The price of the parts wouldn't have been bad. But if, for me to get somebody to put them in for, them, for me, the labor, which, the labor what is the thing that would have got me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I mean, so it's like, okay, as, these people who we vote into office, they're saying they're doing this for the better good of this, that, and the other. Meantime, they pockets getting fat, and we keep on being feeling like we're the whore on the corner. <laughs> yeah. And then they're asking us, as, 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 as our pimp, where's my money? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it's down to the point, yeah, for the people that supposedly put, supposedly the police for Trump, but they're mesmerized because he's a so-called businessman. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got these other people that voted into office. Oh, well, okay, well, who are the people who are supposed to be policing them? Exactly. You look at Madigan. Madigan's supposed to be helping police with somebody else, but who was supposed to be policing Madigan? Well, for to the point he got out of he got out of control this badly. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, it's down to the point we love the titles, we love the paycheck to go along with the titles, but who's actually doing their job? There you go. Now you get down to the couple, you get down to the regular folks, the people who you claim you're there for, but you're only a wolf in sheep's clothing. They're taking the bruises and the bat and 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 the bruises and the punches and all of that. And in the meantime, you're working them like puppets. So for right now, the average person is like Pinocchio. Oh, I want to be a little boy. <laughs> okay, well, guess what? When he took you out to go meet up with the bad boys and you got caught in the stomach of the wheel, okay, you were going through life, but. Once you went through that, you didn't want to be a real little boy anymore. You should be, at that point, want to be a man. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> yeah. You go from a piece of wood, which was carved, into an image. Okay, the image had got a spark of, had, had, had gotten a spark of, of life. 
He went out into the world. He came back with some knowledge. Okay, he was so happy that he feels like now he's a real little boy, but you still got to go through a being a man and getting other experiences in. The Constitution was written to be made out to protect the common man. And so far, what it has done is it has done a it has done a total three sixty. But then a lot of people have gone to sleep. A lot of people say, "Oh, they'll take care of it. it ain't my worry." You go to pointing fingers, but you still got three fingers pointed back at you. Because in the meantime, what did you do to make the change? Absolutely. And if we don't try to do anything to make a change, we're gonna stand this bondage. And we don't keep on getting uh, unfair treatment. And for right now, from from um, from the political arena to anything else that have to deal with the courts, they set it up as a business. As long as you got the money to pay your way through. You good. If you have no money, they don't care. They're not looking for you to prosper. Don't believe this. In other words, don't believe what you know is true. Just believe what I tell you. <laughs> but that's the one thing about it. Uh, you got a lot of people, they come together and realize you do a mighty blow. But there's very few of the one percenters who actually want to see the people prosper. Because if we ever wake up, that could be they know one thing about it, that could be the end of their that could be the end of their money train. And if I had a choice, I would rather have somebody who's been through some hard times and stuff in order for them to learn how to respect their money does. Opposed to somebody who was just giving it to them and then they're walking around being jackass or a fool. <laughs> All right. Anybody else for breakfast? I'm going back to bed. Oh, you're a man of luxury today, huh? Mm. I wish. Called beat down and tired. Got to get that rest. I just wanted to share that testimony with you. I appreciate it. That was a good testimony. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Got to work and everything out. Absolutely. Waiting on this security door man to come. I decided, Mr. Sam, to put one of those um not the rod iron, but the uh I guess you call it bulletproof plexi whatever, you know what I'm talking about, the uh, screen door. Storm security yeah. door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta put one. Because my mom's like, Aren't you tired of opening your door straight into somebody's face? And I'm like, Yeah, you're right. <laughs> So, and, and that'll be extra protection for the dog, too. <laughs> oh, right, 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 yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he'll be here in about 10 minutes. And uh, thank you, guys, and God be with you. All right. All right. Amen. Amen. All right. Anybody else want prayer? All right. Nene, go ahead and close us out. Huh? I was about to ask you to pray for New Bethel again. Oh, all right. No problem. Oh, Father God, lift up NBC. No robbers get it to come brandy to go sister to come brandy to go. Father God, continue to move in the hearts of the pastor and the hearts of the people as you're preparing them for the journey that is ahead, Lord. Continue to keep them, Father. Keep them in step with you, Lord, so that they will move according to the leadership of your spirit. Help them to see you and to move with you, not against you, Lord, as you cultivate and grow them up to become the people, God, you called them to be. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Oh, boy. Amen. Amen. Okay, Lord, Father God, thank you for letting us come together to commune and get our spirits fed. Thank you for your love and kindness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for being you. Well, Lord, we know that you are our power source, our all in all, our doctor, our lawyer. Woo, you're just so many things to us. You are just a gem in itself. Lord, as we come in today to take in nourishment, to cultivate, and to help grow up for what you destined us to be, for giving over, giving the power of attorney of our will over to you. So you said that you are one that cannot lie and that you are the truth of the truth. So, Lord, please keep us focused on where you need us to be, order our steps, Forever keep your hand on us. All in the Son, all in the name of your Son Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. I'll with y'all later. Okay. What's real? Look it up. Okay, bye bye.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.